Welcome inside the lab at Formula 4 Media. I am Bob McGee, and today I have the pleasure to be speaking with Rob and Mike Barnes, brothers and principals at Selkirk Sport in Hayden, Idaho. The duo and brothers founded the company in 2014 to address the equipment needs for the sport of pickleball, and and all of the company's products are made in the U.S. at a 6,000-square-foot facility. Mike and Rob were introduced to the game of pickleball, founded in Washington State in 1965, at an early age by their dad, Jim, who today is Selkirk's production manager. Meanwhile, Rob's father-in-law, uh, Russell Heisterman is a professional designer for the company. The family-owned and operated business sells its products both online and at traditional retailers such as Academy Sport and Outdoors, Dick Sporting Goods, and Big Five. And online, PickleballCentral.com is the most notable retailer of the equipment. Good afternoon, guys. First, maybe we should start on discussing you know, what pickleball is and the p- participation levels in the sport today, for those who don't, don't know much about it. And, and is the participation stronger in certain parts of the U.S. and world? Well, first, thanks, Bob, for having us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, so the sport was basically founded in Bainbridge, Washington in 1965 by four dads trying to find an activity for their kids. It's a combination of badminton, tennis, uh, basically tennis with a lower net in, in the size of a badminton court. And then it has a paddle uh, like an oversized table tennis paddle or slash ping pong. And then the ball is basically a uh, high-end, uh, durable, woofle ball. Um, and that was Rob, this is Mike. Regarding the participation level, you know, it's really seen a lot of growth in the past five years. Right now, the SFIA, the Sports and Fitness Industry Association, estimated that in 2015, there were 2.5 million participants in pickleball in the United States alone. And, and the growth in the popularity, you know, what demographics Play it the play it the most. I know that in my gym here in southeastern Massachusetts, it's played on a converted basketball court by some of the senior men who formerly played the racquetball courts. Growth on is a growth on college campuses for the activity. Is it a dual gender sport play, played both indoor and outdoor? I and mean, also in relation to golf and tennis, you know, where do you see the growth of pickleball as, as both a professional and amateur sport over the next several years? Yeah, this is uh, this is Rob. So the popularity, uh, vast majority, though, probably fifty percent or more are fifty plus age. You know, it's it gender wise, it's pretty equal. That is changed very quickly, though. We're seeing the younger demographic come in uh, very quickly and starting to pick up the game uh, just because it's great for all ages. And the sport is played indoors and outdoors. The ball does change, but it is played in a gym court, uh, similar to like a basketball court inside. And then it's played on tennis-style courts outdoors. And so golf and tennis, you know, the growth of it as a professional and amateur sport. Mm-hmm. The growth of football is a professional amateur sport. Yeah, sure, this is Mike. So, so pickleball has seen a lot of growth on the professional scene recently in the past couple of years, just with the tournaments offering higher payout on a little bit more of a formalized pro circuit. And, you know, we see going forward, you know, obviously with tennis and golf, it's a very mature professional scene and pickleball is not there yet, but it's, it's growing rapidly just with pickleball community getting behind the top pros. And really as more exposure is done with the top players, especially on TV with, you know, upcoming the national Nationals is airing uh, some of the matches played in November on CBS Sports. And, you know, that'll get a lot of attention. The U.S. Open has done that for two years. So as that continues to grow and pickleball's exposure grows, I think more corporate sponsors will become attracted to pickleball as an opportunity for advertising, which will just keep increasing uh, the payouts and the viability of a pro circuit. Even at an amateur level, it's an easy sport to pick up or understand, easier than tennis? Sure, yeah. So, I mean, pickleball has a lot of advantages. You know, a big part of it is the the fact that it has a short learning curve. So you, know, you can pick up a paddle and start playing right away and have a blast. Uh, you don't need you know, a bunch of lessons to become proficient at it with you know, a lot of sports such as tennis or maybe golf. You, know, you kind of need to break into it with lessons before you can start playing at a proficient level that's fun. But pickleball really 
you know, you can start playing right away, uh, even competitively, uh, which is really what makes it fun to a large degree because anybody can play. You know, we see a lot of, you know, grandfathers playing with their grandkids, you know, grandmothers with their as well. And so that's really, you know, a big part of what makes pickleball unique is just the social aspect, how everybody can play together. It's a uh, very low barrier to entry. Additional questions, the cost of entry for a new player, you know, where, how much is the cost of entry? You know, where would you learn the game? Are there tournaments? Finally, the fourth part of that question, you know, I understand that Selkirk's investing in the growth of the sport. Uh, could you tell me a little bit more about your company's player pool incentive program? Yeah, so this is Rob. Entrance into the sport from a player perspective can be very inexpensive. You can work with, you know, wood paddles, basically just a, a plywood style product that you can get in for about, you know, $15 a piece. Uh, and then the balls are only a couple dollars. Uh, we deal with more of the high performance. So we have entrance level products at $50 that are composites, lightweight, easy to use. And that's more what we focus on is more the performance product, uh, even the 100 plus range. Uh, and then... And it is Mike. So with the our player pool incentive program, that's one of our initiatives to really grow the professional athlete level of pickleball. So we've put on the line $150,000 to incentivize our top athletes for wins. So for example, Ty McGuffin with his uh, Nationals uh, men's singles champion win, he um, received a bonus from us of 3500 for that. So, you know, it's a great opportunity for players to be rewarded for when they do um, win and you know, get that exposure. And it really works out well for both the players and for us in terms of, you know, aligning our goals and priorities and being able to reward them more for that. And, you know, that's one of our initiatives. We have some other initiatives as well, such as our coaching program is one. You know, previously, Pickleball did not have any formal coaching for pro players. We were the first ones to initiate that. We're actually doing an announcement this week with Morgan Evans, who is our coach to the pros, more or less. And the first time that this has ever been done in Pickleball. And, you know, Ty McGuffin himself would contribute Morgan Evans coaching as being a critical aspect of his win at Nationals. The amateur level, uh, Robin, Mike, uh, you know, I know that out here out east, at least, there have been some towns that have um, municipal uh, tennis courts that, that they converted to uh, skateboard parks, but then they close them for injury liability issues and such. Are closed tennis courts at municipalities and cities and towns, are those great places that have pickleball games? Yeah, this is Rob. We're seeing basically cities transforming tennis courts into pickleball courts everywhere. Because if you go by a lot of your courts today in most towns, you'll just see them empty and neglected and not used. So a lot of cities are actually taking those courts, they're resurfacing them with pickleball line, you know, to putting in pickleball nets and basically transforming them into, you know, community centers for people to come basically and enjoy the sport. And in like in our area, we had this happen in Coeur d'Alene where they took uh, three tennis courts, transferred them to pickleball courts, and you go by there in the mornings and they're just packed. Whereas before when they were tennis courts, just no one used them. Younger plays in the game, but it sounds to me also that like pickleball is a perfect sport for the aging baby boomer set. Is that correct? Yes, it's, it, this is Rob again. Yes, it's a great sport for, for baby boomers, mainly because it's low impact. Don't have, you know, similar to tennis, it's a, it's a lot of impact on your joints, your body. So baby boomers are coming in loving it because they can either, you know, transfer from tennis or more of a hardcore racket sport and into this, which is low impact. And it's a smaller court, so they're not having to move as much. And it's played double, so you have four people on the court compared to tennis where it's generally singles. So you have even more to run. So it's a very low impact sport. So baby boomers are just loving it. That's that's a huge growth for the sport. For a minute about the, I know that you have a factory, as I mentioned in the intro, 6,000 square feet there in uh, uh, Hayden, uh, Idaho. About the type of equipment that you make, and, you, and also I understand your company has a lifetime warranty on its product. So this is Mike. So we do focus on high-performance 
products, such as you know, our latest technology that we launched this November is very successful, probably the most successful Cabal launch to date for us and perhaps Cabal industry as a whole. You know, it, it, it's really the top of the line new technology and that's what people are looking for. So that's really the focus of our company at our facility. And we also, you know, early on when we started, we were the first company to launch a limited lifetime warrant. Uh, just because, you know, we do manufacture everything in the United States. We're very focused on quality coal and using the best materials, the best process you know, the best associates to manage and manufacture our product. So we were able to launch um, a lifetime warranty to really back up our product. And, you know, it, it makes a big impact when people know that they can trust the brand that they're investing in. And then finally, guys, I just want to ask, there's a couple of a two-part question. the last question. I thought it would be interesting if you could tell, where did the name of the activity come from, Pickleball? Some people think it's, a, you know, a little bit of an odd name, but where did the name come from? And has the, I also saw that the, that the, the, the sport is played in some countries in Europe. Did it go from the U.S. to Europe? Or Europe, Europe to the U.S. And uh, finally, you know, are there special shoes or apparel needed to play this uh, to play this game? Sure. So, you know, pickleball was started in 1965 on Bainbridge Island, and initially it didn't have a name. You know, people just you know the, just got together and they're having fun with this game. And where the name came from, you know, there is a little bit of controversy and a few different stories, but the most widely accepted um, story is that where the name came from was. The uh, founders had a dog named Pickles, and Pickles would always run and chase after the ball. And so they eventually just called it Pickleballs. So that's kind of where the name originally came from. And, and what was the second part of your question? Whether the sport has grown from the U.S. over to the, some countries in Europe are playing. I know it's U.K., Denmark, and there's a few countries there play. Or did it grow from Europe to the U.S.? And then the third part was just about if there are any special shoes or apparel needed to play it. Uh, this is Rob. So, yeah, the, the sport was found in the U.S., so it's actually been migrating over to Europe right now. It's still small, but it's actually pretty organized, and it's grown very quickly because they already have a pretty situated club system for Padel uh, or Spanish tennis in Europe. So it's been growing really quickly through those avenues. Um, as for equipment, you know, gym clothes, tennis style clothes, anything like that, anything you would want to work out in, we would suggest that you would use court shoes, uh, basically designed for tennis courts, just because so you don't roll your ankle and it protects that. Whereas if you just use a, uh, a normal, you know, tennis or normal um, sneaker or anything like that, you can. Uh, be open to injury. The discussion about pickleball has been very interesting. Uh, Rob, I've been speaking to Rob and Mike Barnes from Selkirk Sport in Hayden, Idaho. Uh, you've been listening to Inside the Lab at Formula 4 Media. Uh, this is Bob McGee.